Those of you listening in the United States may not be aware that we are in an election here in Canada. And you may not realize that when it comes to politics or elections here in Canada, the Catholic vote is not a huge thing. Although almost 45% of Canadians identify themselves as Catholics, when it comes to politics, we don't know what that means. Take the leader of the Conservative Party of Canada, Mr. Andrew Scheer, who is a practicing Catholic, Sunday Mass attending Catholic. His father is a permanent deacon. He has voted in favor of every pro-life bill since he's been in Parliament, and he has publicly and on the record said that he is, and I quote, personally pro-life, but, and here's the kicker, but he says that as Prime Minister, he will not open the abortion debate or support any members of Parliament that do so. Perhaps I'm not understanding, or perhaps Mr. Scheer needs to explain better, but to me, that is not being pro-life. That is saying, I won't do it, but if others want to do it, it's okay. That is called pro-choice. But at least he's the first potential Canadian Prime Minister, to my knowledge, who has identified himself publicly as pro-life. Maybe there is hope. On October 21st, pray for Canada and pray for our leaders that they are not scared to be who they are and to act according to their own beliefs and convictions. I'm Deacon Pedro, and this is the Salt and Light Hour. Hello and welcome to another season of the Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro. I am Billy Chan. And I'm Allison Kenny. Allison Kenny! Yeah. Billy's Hello. really excited because Allison's here. And because Emily's not here. No, well. come on, that's not fair. So maybe we need to tell we need to tell our uh, our listeners yeah. that Emily's not here. Um, because Emily, can we say that she's graduated? No, that's not <laughs> she fair. She got promoted. She got promoted. Yeah. Emily Emily is gonna be part of the show, but in a new segment. Mm-hmm. Yes. She's doing a new segment. Exciting segment. Um, and, and, and it's not that she's incapable of doing news, <laughs> although can we say that we like when Allison does the news too? It's Allison's, not fair. Well, my news today is going to be very depressing news, I have to admit. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I can so, hear that already. So we just have to make sure that you don't always have depressing news, otherwise people are going to want Emily to come back. <laughs> I, do try, I do try, but hey, it's been a difficult year or two in the church, so, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. Anyway, happens. but uh, maybe we, before we talk about Emily, we should yeah. just welcome Allison because because yeah, you. you've come in and our listeners have heard your voice mm-hmm. every once in a while. You've come in, but you've always been busy doing other things. Exactly. And now you're going to be here every week mm-hmm. so as yes. our wow. official new Salt and Light Hour news producer, Allison yes. Kenny. The, at, what was your Twitter handle? At I think the Allison the Kenny. The Allison Kenny, because somebody else has just plain old Allison Kenny. So Allison Kenny, there I'm we go. The Allison Kenny. <laughs> so if you like the news, you can <laughs> at Alice, the Allison Kenny, at the Allison Kenny. Um, <laughs> Um, anyway, um, so you can do that. You can reach Allison uh, via Twitter, Instagram, Instagram. Uh, yeah, my Instagram yeah, is Twitter, Instagram. the alias. If you want us to go on Instagram, you need to let us know. It's Billy basically is... just photos of my dog, to be honest. <laughs> okay, that's not very exciting. <laughs> Billy at? B. Joe Chen. Instagram as well? Yes. Same. Twitter? Okay. Same. And I'm at Deacon Pedro, uh, Twitter, Instagram, yes, Facebook. Have, I have Instagram. Have Instagram. Finally. It's very, very exciting. I know. Exciting. This, it's the worst thing that has happened in my life. It has just gone blows on Instagram. up my phone yeah. notifications all, all day the time. Long. Yes, yes. Subscribe him. I have a whole <laughs> team of people running my Instagram accounts. <laughs> <laughs> you wish, anyway, you wish. but for old school, people can also still just email us. And, yes. and I'm old, so I like email. Radio <laughs> at saltandlighttv.org or, or Pedro at saltandlighttv.org. 
org. Anyway, that's all good. Um, we go back. People that have been listening to the show in the summer have been listening to all the specials. Mm-hmm. They might not, you know, we're back to our usual format, which is we have news with Allison Kenny. So do you want to give us the highlights or, or are you just going to give us the news in, a, mm. in like literally like four minutes? Basically, the Pope went on a trip. He's going on a trip, and a whole bunch of stuff happened with that's, some cases of abuse. Very exciting. So. Okay, very exciting. Yeah, okay. So that's all that's coming up in about four minutes. And then after that, Emily's going to join us. Oh, and great. Yeah, so Emily's producing a new show. This is for our listeners. Emily's producing a new show called This Place, where she travels to dioceses across the country, Canada. And so she's going to be doing a little segment on the Salt and Light Hour based on some of the segments, uh, people that she meets, stories that she meets across the country. So that's going to be called This Place. And we're going to start today. Emily's going to join us after the news with uh, a a featured conversation with the Bishop of London, Ontario, Bishop Ronald Fabro, uh, that Emily had a chance to meet when she was in the Diocese of London. Mm. So that's coming up in, uh, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. And then, Billy, you have a question. Yes, during the summer, I met a lot of new dummies. A lot of new dummies, and I have a lot of, a lot of questions, okay, new but questions. You say that with with much respect. Very respect them. I love them. All the dummies, I love you. Okay, so and because it's amazing if if people who are watching on Facebook, we're we're actually if you're listening to the program on Saturday, we're actually doing our intro Facebook Live on Wednesday, and so you're on Facebook, so you would go to Billy's Facebook page. He's got a ton of people sending yeah. questions That's for amazing. Church for Dummies. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Church for Dummies. You know, so, the dummies we refer to the is the Church for Dummies. Yes, not, exactly. Not just dummies. Not just so <laughs> do, you, do we know, Billy, <laughs> Billy, do we know what the question's about or you're not going to tell us? I'm not going to tell you, but oh. the question is about that. <laughs> Uh, prayer about prayer. Okay, yeah. that's wow. always always yeah. good questions yeah. about prayer. Okay, so we're running out of time here, but uh, in our second half hour, we're going to be talking about the synod on the Amazon. Mm. Um, that I, I guess people know if they're not under a rock that there's a synod. If you come to our website, you will know. What's the website? What's the address? Southernitv.org/synod. Okay, so there's a synod on the Amazon region. Um, and we're going to be talking about that in our second half hour with Father Peter Bisson. He is the former provincial of the English province of Canada, the Jesuits English province, mm-hmm. and he's now the assistant to the provincial uh, when it comes to uh, indigenous relations. So mm-hmm. he's wow. uh, very much interested in what's happening uh, with the synod and, and watching the synod very closely. So he's going to join us in about 25 minutes. Father Peter Bisson to talk about the synod on the Amazon and then at the end of the program, we're reconnecting with a singer-songwriter, Lorraine Hess. You might remember her. Mm-hmm. We actually had her on the show exactly a year ago. Um, exactly. Exa- exactly. She was October, October 2018. 2018. Um, wow. And you might remember this because she had just, uh, she had just survived. I mean, her, her house, <laughs> her home burned down. So, oh, yeah. so she's the one who I had, remember? remember? Yes. So her house burned down. And, and out of that, experience I, I uh-huh. you know that suffering and grieving um, she had just uh, produced a new album um, and now I mean I, I'm curious to know what the last year has been yeah. like because she's just produced another album wow. and this new album is called See the Miracle and it's an album that she says is destined to bring hope to all those who mourn um, and she's going to be joining us at the end of the program to talk about the album and what she's been up to the last year as they recover from from their house burning down in New Orleans. Um, so that's Lorraine Hess coming up at the end of the program. So why don't we begin with a song? 
As yeah, always. As always. <laughs> as if, if, if they said no, we would still <laughs> no. play a song. So <laughs> we're going to start with a song anyway. Um, here's <laughs> Lorraine Hess with a song called Prayer of Thanksgiving from her new album, See the Miracle. was Lorraine Hess with Prayer of Thanksgiving from her new album, See the Miracle. And we're going to be speaking with Lorraine Hess at the end of the program. And in about five minutes, Emily's going to be here with us with her new segment, This Place. But first, 
Allison is still here uh, with our news. I am indeed. Hello Sad again, news, Pedro. Yes. Well, yeah. mm. I mean, it's some difficult news for everyone. Yes. Um, you know, lots of headlines related to charges of abuse or inappropriate behavior with minors. So right. just a little recap of the big things that happened for the Universal Church over the summer. Mm-hmm. So in late August, it turned out that Australian Cardinal George Pell's appeal was rejected by the Australian courts. Right. He was convicted on charges of sexual abuse of a minor. And he's actually the highest ranking Vatican official to ever be charged for that kind of a crime. Right. Um, so very shocking to a lot of people. And he will appeal to the Australian high court. So his um, his time in, in appealing and his court case is not, not yet complete. Around the same time, another difficult story, especially for um, our American listeners, Cardinal Theodore McCarrick, who's been laicized now, mm-hmm. um, he gave an interview with Slate magazine this summer where he maintained his innocence of um, harassing or abusing seminarians when he was the uh, Archbishop of Newark. At the same time then, the uh, university that has a seminary, Seton Hall University, released their findings um, mm. from a year-long inquiry, and they found that he had um, you know, sexually been harassing or been involved in misconduct. Mm-hmm. So a really difficult story there. Um, I think we all just need to be praying. Yeah. And you know, there's a whole lot going on in the church at the moment, that's not so great. But, mm-hmm. you know, shifting gears a little, uh, people may have noticed if they weren't away on vacation this summer that the Pope took his 31st uh, overseas voyage, yes, wow. 31st apostolic journey, mm-hmm. which it's amazing when you think how time flies. You know, it's been, what, almost six years yes. now with him as Pope, and he's been traveling all over. So yeah. he went to Mauritius, Madagascar, and Mozambique, which are both in sub-Saharan Africa, yes. Southeast Africa. Uh, all three visits had themes of hope and peace because all three countries had really faced some challenging political and social conditions, uh, both lately and I would say even going as far back as the 1970s. Right. So uh, that was very, very beautiful. And then we also learned that the Pope will be headed to Thailand and Japan yes. in late November, which is kind of exciting. You yes. know, when I was at the Synod, Last year in October, the Synod on Youth, I got to know um, the one one Japanese delegate there, mm-hmm. um, and he was one of the bishops, and he was awesome. He was such a great a great guy. So I think Japan will really enjoy that visit. Yes, a small but passionate, dedicated Catholic community there. Yes, yes. they are there to commemorate the 350th anniversary of the Vatican mission to Siam, mm-hmm. and I believe also the bombings on Hiroshima and yes, Nagasaki yes. as well. We'll be that of that course, anniversary. We'll and be I know you it. know why I know this because why? my parish is Holy Martyrs of Japan. Of course, And yes. in fact, our pastor is going to be in Japan. He's not Japanese, wow. but he speaks Japanese. Oh, Go figure. Wow. He's Filipino. Wow. Speaks Japanese, and he's going to be uh, uh, in Japan. You don't hear much about the church in Japan, so I think uh, I'm going to be following this visit uh, Absolutely. Very yeah, closely. you tend to, in that area of the world, tend to hear more about South Korea. And yeah. There's been an explosion of baptisms there and conversions, but maybe right. this will spark an apostolic renewal Absolutely. in Japan. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, other than that, the canonizations are taking mm-hmm. place tomorrow, especially of John Henry Newman, the yes. big one everyone knows, yes. but um, also a few religious sisters, any Brazilian um, listeners would know that they're the Brazilian mm-hmm. Mother Teresa, yes. Dulce Lopez Pontes, Dulce, I believe her name yes. is Dulce. I can't do the Dulce accent. Dul- Dulce. Oh, Dulce? In Portuguese, ah, Dulce. Dulce, okay. Dulce. Dulce. Sister yes. Dulce. Yes. So I she, remember her because she was one of the patrons of World Youth Day 
Rio. Oh in yes, of course, and that makes perfect yes. sense. So yes. she is being canonized, and a few others, and Cardinal yes. Newman. I read that Prince Charles will be attending the canonization, <laughs> which is a nice Prince little. Charles was going to be canonized. <laughs> <laughs> not, not yet, not yet, but it's Newman. nice. Yeah, yes, that'll so be nice. A nice little ecumenical. The head of the Church of England yes, and the good. head of the Latin Church will be together. Yes. So there you okay, go. good. And people can watch that on the Salt and Light Network if they want to uh, on our website, yes. streaming live. Um, I believe at twelve noon yeah. on Sunday. All Eastern that's, that schedule will be on our website, saltandlighttv.org, where you can always watch all those Vatican events on our website, saltandlighttv.org, mm-hmm. if you're outside our, our broadcasting uh, region. Thank you, Allison. No problem. My pleasure. Thank you, Allison Kenny, our, our news producer here. Uh, you can follow her at the Allison Kenny. Coming up is Emily Callan to tell us about her trip to the Diocese of London, and then Billy Chan with a question about prayer. So don't go anywhere. Hey there, this is Tony Melendez. You're listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro. God bless you. My name is Deacon Pedro. You may be listening to the Salt and Light Hour on the Catholic Channel Series XM, but you can subscribe to the Salt and Light Hour podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Search for the Salt and Light Hour Catholic Podcasts and take the show wherever you go. And now it's time for This Place with Emily Callan. Yes. A I'm new a co- segment. You've graduated. I've graduated. Yeah, so this is a new segment based on the new series that we launched back in September. So each episode features a different diocese across Canada. Okay. And so we were in the Diocese of London in September. Okay. And I got to meet with the bishop there. Okay. Um, so today I wanted to show everyone, um, or not show everyone, but I wanted to present uh, an interview that I did with him because there was something really exciting that they're doing in, their, um, in the Diocese of London which is called the Families of Parishes. And I didn't really understand what it was, so I asked him about it. So that's Bishop Ron Favreau. Exactly. So we've been working on this for a number of years now. We've did some studies about how uh, the number of priests we're going to have available in the future. And the question was, how can we continue to uh, serve our, our parishes as we look to the future? And so we looked at different models, and the Family of Parish model uh, was what we, other dioceses are using, and so we group three, four, five, six parishes together in one family. And so they'll have one uh, priest as pastor of the family, and they'll have an opportunity to work together. Uh, so the family of parishes is coming back to our mission uh, of uh, reaching out. How do we reach out? We just It's not just a matter of opening our doors and expecting people to come in, but how do we reach out? So how are parishes already responding to your invitation to mission? So they're uh, looking at uh, particularly ways of uh, inviting our people to meet Jesus in their life. And so we have programs, uh, one of them that a number of our parishes are using is Alpha. And so it's, it's a meal together and a good presentation about the Catholic faith. Uh, and uh, it invites people to encounter Jesus, maybe in a new way. And then uh, it gives them, what's exciting is it gives them the confidence about their own faith, to learn more about their faith, and then to invite other people. Why is this so close to your heart? We spent a lot of time uh, doing this, uh, preparing for this, and I think it's what our, our diocese has been doing in different ways since the Second Vatican Council. Uh, we had Bishop Carter 
who came from the Second Vatican Council and introduced all sorts of things uh, that uh, the renewal from the council. Then we had uh, Bishop Sherlock, uh, whose funeral we celebrated uh, a few weeks ago, who, who did a lot to, to form the laity, to take up their responsibility uh, because of their baptism, to be involved in this mission. And so I think this is how the Spirit is calling us to uh, now, uh, that uh, we need to continue that mission uh, by being a church that goes out, goes out to uh, those who are not coming to church, but goes out to the poor, to the marginalized, uh, to follow uh, what Jesus did, to be disciples of Jesus. Thank you so much, Bishop Faber. I really appreciate you taking some time with us today. You're welcome. That was a conversation I had with Bishop Ronald Fabro of the Diocese of London. Yes. And if people want to know more about this new initiative, Families of Parishes, Pedro, they can go to the Diocese of London website, okay. dol.ca. Okay, but people want to know more about your but show. But I was going to say, if yes. they want to know more about the show or about the series, they can go to saltandlighttv.org slash this place and you can watch all of our episodes uh, starting in September. Yeah. Um, the next one is going to be in St. Boniface, October 23rd at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Okay, great. So that's Emily This Place, and you can follow all her adventures on Twitter at Emmy Callan and Instagram at Emily.Callan. Coming up is Church for Dummies, so stay tuned. Hi, I'm Taylor Tripodi, and this is the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro. I'm Deacon Pedro. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and apparently now on Instagram. So it's easy to find me, but you can still reach me the good old-fashioned way, which used to be like post, but now it's email. Pedro at saltandlighttv.org. And now it's time for... Church for Dummies. With Billy Chan. Very happy with your new season. I want to know what you did all summer. You just planned Church for Dummies segment. I, I didn't even I didn't even think of a new season in the summer but you know like two weeks ago when you asked me what are you going to ask yeah. I tried to put it on Facebook and I said I have a new season coming up and if you have any question just yeah. come to you know ask me any question you want and I have a lot of questions okay so and, and the question today is one of those questions he's not <laughs> <laughs> okay we should do like a Facebook uh, 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 flash Quick questions, answer. Uh, anyway, so yeah. what's the question today? Okay, so is, mm, today is not a question. Okay. Okay, it's, uh, it's something like you need to ask me a question. I need to ask you a yeah, question. Yeah, because there's a lot of people asking me, no, no, not asking me, but a lot of people have this kind of question, which is um, how do we lead a prayer? How do we lead prayer? Yeah, so for example, before dinner, Okay. Before a okay. meeting, okay. before a trip, you know, when we go on a road trip, we always say a prayer okay. if we have a group of friends together. Right. Right. And sometime when somebody points to some of my youth, yeah. you know, and they will just say, oh, it's so embarrassing. I'm not going to do it. Right. I want to tell everyone that there is a way. Very simple way to do it. So you want me to ask you what the yes, way is? So please. I like this because I don't, okay. I'm not the one that has to come up with the answer. Yes, Although exactly. I have I have ideas, but yeah, I okay. want you to. So tell Billy, me idea too. how? What do you do when someone says, "Hey, Billy, can you can you lead us in grace?" Actually, actually, there 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 are method. There is a method. Okay. Okay. I want you to introduce something called three A's. Three A's. Yeah, just like a TED Talk, you know? Okay. Three A's. Okay, I should write this okay? down. Okay, <laughs> please write uh, everything write down. Okay, okay. okay, so first A is called acknowledge God. 
acknowledge God. So we start with acknowledge God. Very easy,、uh-huh. simple. You just say, "God, you are great." Okay. That's that's it. Okay. Or you can say more, like, "God, you're handsome." Thank you. I mean God. Oh, sorry. Okay. And okay, the second A、okay. is to appreciate God. Acknowledge, appreciate. Okay. So thank you, Thanksgiving. Okay. So so we. God, so God, we, you're great. Great, and we thank, thank you. Thank you for. Uh, having a good weather today. Okay. Before we go to go on a trip, thank, thank you, you for the for the new salt and light hour season. Exactly. Thank you for、yes. the food on the table.、Okay. Things like that. And after that, the third A will、uh-huh. be ask. Okay. So, God, please give us a safe drive.、Uh, okay. Give us a safe moment. Give us a happy mood. Uh huh. You know, for the rest of the day. Okay. And then you can say, Amen. Amen. Which is the fourth A. The fourth A. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> so acknowledge, appreciate, and ask. Ask and, and amen. That's it. I like that's that. That's simple. Very that's simple. good. That's actually good because what I was going to say was that you should just learn a prayer that you always say, like grace. Like every time people ask me to say grace, I always usually say the same kind of things, but it's a little bit. I might change it a little bit, but at least I know, you know, thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. Okay. We offer to you our friendship, our love. Bless our conversation. Bless our work. Bless our home. Bless our families. Bless this meal. You know, like, but, 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 but I usually say something similar.、Um, but you know what I do? What do you Which do? Which actually is the best response. Because everybody thinks that the deacon is the one that should pray. Yeah, and I and, and I always say、too. no, no, lay people can pray. Yeah, me. So before they ask me to pray, yeah, I make sure that I ask someone else to pray first. <laughs> so I'll go up to Bill if, if we're having dinner at Billy's house, and I know that Billy's going to say to me, "Hey, deacon, can you say grace?" Before、pray. he says that, I'm going to say, "Hey, Billy, it'd be really nice because you're hosting for you to lead us in grace." And then you're putting them on the spot. So then you're off the hook.、Um, so don't <laughs> so invite. So that's the、me. idea, right? So that's, that's the, the idea. idea.、So、don't invite me to your house、uh, because I'm going to make you say grace. And if there's a little child, it's always fun to just ask the children to, to say、oh, the prayer. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's great. So the four A's, three A's: acknowledge, appreciate, and ask. Ask. Amen. Amen. Thank you. There you go. And maybe people have ideas of how they do it, how、Please、they pray. Tell so us. tell us、um, at bjochan at decompedrogm. There you go. Coming up in our second half hour, why a synod on the Amazon, and we reconnect with singer-songwriter Lorraine Hess. So stay tuned. Hello and welcome to the Salt and Light Hour Part Two. I'm Deacon Pedro. In 2017, Pope Francis announced that the that a synod of bishops would take place in October 2019, and it would be a special assembly looking to the Amazon region. And if if you've been paying attention to the church in the last couple of years, you certainly have heard about synods. And I'm not going to explain synods at this point, but in short, a synod is a meeting or assembly of bishops. Who gather to speak about a certain topic, and the one taking place this month is a special assembly because it does not involve bishops from all over the world, but rather those from a particular region. That region being the Amazon region in South America. And to tell us more, I'm joined now by Father Peter Bisson. He's a assistant for Indigenous relations to the Jesuit Provincial for the province of Canada, the Jesuit province of Canada. 
Father Peter. He joins us from Calgary. Peter, uh, welcome to the Salt and Light Hour. Thank you very much, Pedro. Good it, to be here. It's great to have you here, actually. Good excuse to get you on the program. Um, we've had synods on the Word of God, synods on the Eucharist, synods on the family and the young people. Um, why, why is there a synod on the Amazon? Well, there are a number of reasons. The, the Amazon is kind of a microcosm of what's happening on the planet okay. about ecology and our common home. Okay. Um, so as, but, but it isn't simply about ecology, because it's also about indigenous people uh-huh. and how indigenous people and non-indigenous people can live together uh, well and responsibly, while together taking care of the earth and living with the earth in an important way. So, the Synod on the Amazon, uh, or at least from my, I, I see it as kind of a, uh, a a trial, if you will, of implementing Laudato Si, the Pope's encyclical Laudato Si. On ecology. Both, well, it's not just about ecology, yeah. it's about social matters yes, it, and yeah. ecology. No, human so, ecology as well, yes. Yes, that's right. So yes. how to how to incorporate our relationship with creation into our relationship with God and one another. Yeah. That's a bit of a new thing yes. for Christian thought in the last 500 years, mm-hmm. um, but it's something that Indigenous people do uh, quite instinctively. So we okay. have a lot to learn there. Huh, that's interesting because I, I, uh, you've you've made me want to ask you another question about how much we have to learn from Indigenous peoples. But but first, I wanted to say, um, if you, we look at the work, so every synod has a working document. And correct me if I'm wrong, but if I look at this working document, a lot of it has to do with evangelization of the people of the Amazons. How much of the right. the synod will have to do with how the church? evangelizes this region, which is, I mean, it's the people who live there are very isolated, primitive, if I can use that word. I don't mean it dis- disrespectfully, but but primitive. Um, uh, is that a huge part of, of the concern of the Church has in terms of reaching these people? Well, the fact that you say primitive, I know you're not trying to be critical, uh, I think is part of what the part of what the Pope wants to address. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I think if he were talking to you in, in private right now, he'd probably suggest that you're using ideological colonialism. Uh-huh. That's actually a phrase that he used in his opening, his talk for the uh, first working session of the Synod hmm. on Monday. Okay. Uh, so where we uh, tend not to see Indigenous people as equals, uh-huh. as people who need our help. When, in fact, they're right. quite sophisticated in their ways. Um, and, and whether they're Christian or traditionalist, their way of being Christian or traditional has a lot to show us about the gospel and about Jesus that uh-huh. we haven't yet entirely grasped. Interesting. So that goes back to what, I guess, my, the question that you made me think of about learning from them, that what we can learn from them is, you're saying, it's more than just how to relate to the whole of creation. That's right. And Pope John Paul, when he was in Canada, he said that Christ in his people is Indian. Now, I think there are other things hmm. that we can learn that we haven't recognized. Um, so how to, how, to, how to put creation 
see creation as part of our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. But also, um, we see in Canada, everything Indigenous people do, they do from a spiritual point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've seen this a lot in the reconciliation work and the work of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. Mm-hmm. So they are allies with uh, the Christian Church in trying to promote spirituality and spiritual ways of doing things in Canada. We haven't really recognized that. Indigenous people are much more comfortable about being spiritual in public than, uh, than we are. Uh-huh. So that's another thing that yeah. we can learn. Interesting. Yeah. So, and then we, as, as the Pope wants, in, uh, especially in the part on the church and evangelization mm-hmm. in the working documents, he basically wants the church to, to decolonize our ways of thinking and our ways of thinking and living the faith. Okay. So just the simple fact that you used the word primitive. There, yeah, <laughs> I, I know. Think would provoke the Pope uh, a little bit. Yeah, and certainly would provoke Indigenous people. You're right, and 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 uh, uh, yeah. Thank you for 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 calling me on that. And I, I mean, I I just didn't know what other word to use, and maybe that's part of the that's part of the problem. How um we we live here in Canada. You're in Calgary right now. I'm in Toronto. Um, very different church than the Church of South America. Uh, the landscape here in the north of Canada is very different than the landscape in the Amazon region, but there are some parallels. Why would you say that Canadian, the Canadian church is interested in some of the topics that are being addressed at this synod? Oh yeah, that, there are parallels indeed. So um, the, the 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 Amazon the Amazon basin is being profoundly affected by climate change, hmm. but the Arctic is being even more affected by climate change. Really? And uh, so the, the Arctic is the part of the world or the biome, mm-hmm. biological area of the world that is being most affected by climate change, hmm. and the Amazon is the second. The Amazon wow. is bigger. Right. And secondly, the boreal forest, uh-huh. uh, which is in, it goes around the planet, Russia, Alaska, Canada, mm-hmm. parts of Scandinavia, is the largest forest in the world. It doesn't have the ecological impact on the planet that the Amazon basin has, but it is the largest forest in the world. Okay. And about 60%, it covers about 55% of Canada, mm-hmm. and about 60% of indigenous communities live in the boreal zone of Canada, uh-huh. and that is where a lot of extraction activities are, are happening and will continue to happen for the next century. Okay. Mining, Mining. Uh, oil, logging, mm-hmm. things like that, hydroelectric projects. Yes. Um, and so the same issues, perhaps, or, or quite similar issues, as are damaging the Amazon rainforest and indigenous people there mm-hmm. are happening here as well. So there's much that the church can learn. And, and in Canada, unlike in the, Am- in the Amazon, the church is very, very involved mm-hmm. in uh, these issues with, together with indigenous people. There's a network called the, I'm translating from Spanish in my head now, mm-hmm. the uh, Ecclesial Network for uh, 
um, the Amazon yes. region. Yes. So in in Canada, as far as I know, there is little and maybe no church involvement in um, indigenous efforts to be advocates for the boreal or the Arctic. Hmm. And if we could get involved um, and help, um, then it could be a new beginning for uh, good relations between the church and indigenous peoples in Canada. Hmm. So these are some of the hopes that I have for the Synod on the Amazon yeah. for Canada. Wow, okay. I'm gonna, we're going to leave it there, Peter. Um, but thank you, because I was going to ask you to tell me your hopes, but you just did. Um, certainly has you've opened my eyes. I hope you've opened our listeners' eyes a little bit to how we can uh, approach the topics that are being addressed, um, that we can learn not just from what's happening in the Synod, but learning from the people who live in that region. And maybe uh, that would make a difference in how we relate with each other and... Uh, the people who live in our regions here in Canada and the rest of the world. Right. Thank you. And thank you, and thank you for Salt and Light for being interested. No, no worries. Thank you. Hopefully we can uh, talk about this again sometime. Um, thank you very much. I'd love to. Okay, God bless. Father Peter Bisson is the Assistant for Indigenous Relations to the Jesuit Provincial for the Canadian Province. You can tune into Salt and Light TV on October 18th for our Mid-Synod Special and on November 1st for our Synod Wrap-Up and learn more about the Synod at saltandlighttv.org slash synod. You can also learn more about what a Synod is by watching my very new show, Deconstructing. The first episode is called Deconstructing Synods, and it's up now at saltandlighttv.org slash deconstructing. Here now is our featured artist of the week, Lorraine Hess, with the title track of her new album, See the Miracle. It's a miracle 
child look like her father? It's a miracle. How can the loss of someone lead a broken world to trust in God? Only a miracle. That was Lorraine Hess with See the Miracle from her new album of the same name. And singing with her on that track is Jennifer Collins. We first met Lorraine Hess in 2015. She had just released her album As I Pray. We last spoke with Lorraine Hess exactly a year ago, October 2018. She and her family had just come out of the harrowing experience of having their home burned down. Out of that experience came a new album, Glorify Him. Lorraine has spent the last year working on a new album, another one, that has just been released, and we've been listening to it. It's called See the Miracle. And with this album, Lorraine continues with her goal of bringing hope to those who mourn, those who suffer, and those who seek to grow in faith through their crosses. And so I'm very happy to have Lorraine Hess uh, back on the show with us. Lorraine, welcome back to the Salt and Light Hour. Thanks so much, Vika. It's good to talk with you. I know. And I'm, well, I was going to say I'm excited that you finally got to move into your, back into your home, but maybe we should back up. Um, 
<laughs> we are too. Because last last we spoke, you were still living. Can I say living in transition? <laughs> um, yes. Tell us what this last year was was like. So we spent about twenty months from the fire to moving into our new home, and it was a long journey, and we had to make a lot of different decisions along the way. Uh-huh. But we finally moved in to our home um, on August 29th, which is actually the anniversary of Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans, and it's just a resurrection day to think of, everybody remembers that day, and it it was also the day um, that Dr. Keith Collins, who this album is raising money for his scholarship, he died on that day. It's very significant that we ended up moving on that day, but we are thrilled to be in our new home after almost two years. Um, so a little bit of an exile, but it was, it's, it's great. So last, when we spoke last time, the house had burned down almost a year before. Um, and out of that, sorry, I was going to say out of the ashes and it sounds so cliche, but I literally out of the ashes came this, this album that you wrote that you released last year. Um, is it fair to say that this new album, See the Miracle is, is a continuation of kind of that recovery or rebirthing well, or how would you describe it, it, it yeah it, uh, the, the, the album glorify him actually came out a week before the fire and what was interesting about that is that all of the music on that um the question mm-hmm. for me spiritually was are you going to glorify me now mm-hmm. through all that you've been through and it was an opportunity to glorify god in a way that i did not think that i was going to be called to do right right after that was released it was all praise and worship and very positive so this new album is is a result of the music and the growing through that. And you say out of the ashes, but there's actually a song on the new album called A Heart That's Been Purified based on Malachi. Yes. Gold that's tested in fire. Yes. And out of the ashes I arrive and the strength of my faith is the prize. So that, that you say that is certainly not I know, I know, but it's like we read that from, and it's in Scripture, and also I think in, in the letter to Peter, he talks about being, we think it's it's not literal. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, we did. It is funny. When I when right after the fire, my spiritual director said, it. I think it's important for you to cling to a saint right now. And so I clung to St. Catherine of Siena. She's just been my go-to right. saint for so many things. And and then her famous saying is, "Be who God meant you to be, and you will set the world on fire." Oh, like, no. I don't. No more fires, please. Just no. <laughs> I don't mind setting the world on fire spiritually. I know. So, but no, she was a powerful intercessor for me during the writing of the music for this album. Right. Um, right. Certainly in my ministry. I mean, but certainly it has been a time of 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 uh, mourning, grieving. Are you back in the same house, or is this a new house? No, we ended up selling the house. Okay. It's a very long story. We don't have enough time to no. discuss it, but it was the right decision to make. Okay, and so it is a new beginning. to be where we are now. Yes, we it are is very a new happy. Beginning. Okay. Um, starting a new beginning, yeah. Now, you mentioned that the, the album, the proceeds of the album go to support the uh, Keith Collins Memorial Scholarship Fund. That's through the Louisiana State University Health Sciences Center. So I had to say all that for the people who don't know New Orleans. Um but we all earlier mentioned that Jennifer Collins was singing with you. Can you tell me a little bit about the connection? Why are the proceeds going to this uh, scholarship fund? Sure. In 2015, Dr. Keith Collins was uh, diagnosed with a very rare form of cancer. In the middle of May 2015, he died August 29, 2015, wow. three and a half months. He had six children under the age of 20. He's 45 years old, and he was a pediatrician for half the kids in one of the largest parochial schools in New Orleans. Wow. The archbishop did his funeral 
the funeral mass looked like Christmas vigil mass. Huh. It was packed. People, par- It was just an unbelievable story. But what was beautiful about his illness and his, it was how many people were drawn back to their faith and how hmm. Jennifer was such an incredible witness of faith through her struggle with her children and with this illness and, and accepting the inevitable. And mm-hmm. her caring bridge just gave us so much hope and sh- invited us to see miracles in everything and just the right. breath and sunrise and, and, and how your children can look like your husband and just all these beautiful things that she said. So mm-hmm. during that time, I was inspired to write the song, See the Miracle. Mm-hmm. And I didn't finish it right away, but um, after a while, I finished it. I did a little demo recording, and I sent it to her as a gift. And um, over time, I, she started singing at Mass with me once she was ready to start singing again and get back into life. And we've been singing at Mass together um, during the week and on the weekends. We do daily Mass together during the week as well. Mm-hmm. And so it was her inspiration to put this song together, and I decided I would release it as a single for the scholarship because his med school friends put together a scholarship fund. Okay. And then one night I was up at midnight and I could not sleep. And I kept thinking about the album. I was up for three hours from midnight to 12, 12 to three, which I think is very significant that those hours when I was awake. Yes. And finally I was praying, what do you want from me, Lord? And it was very clear that God wanted a full project for this scholarship because Keith lived with faith. He was a pediatrician with faith. Mm -hmm. He was just full of life, and um, and so I figured I could raise a lot more money if I did a full scholar, a full project yep. instead of just one song. And so through GoFundMe, we raised ten thousand dollars in three weeks. Wow! So I could do all the recordings, stay in Memphis while I was there, mm-hmm. um, get it pressed and released, and um, people were so supportive of this project in this community. Yeah, it was amazing. Wow. It wasn't about me. It was about Jennifer Collins and Dr. Keith Collins and yeah. their faith story through their illness, right. his illness. It's interesting. That's yeah. Because, so I mean, I don't, I'm, I, for me, it's refreshing because I think projects that are giving people hope, you think, are, have to do with hope. And not that this doesn't have to do with hope, but it would have never occurred to me to, to, to connect miracles, see the miracles. And, and I mean, if we listen to the lyrics of that song... Um, and now it makes sense with what you're saying that with Jennifer would have said at the funeral mass, you know, that how, how a seed becomes a tree or how, you know, Christ becomes the Eucharist. Um, those are miracles that we see every day. And if that doesn't right. give you hope, <laughs> you know, I mean, and how, how one man's illness could pull a community together. I mean, we try to get the pews filled with people every Sunday, right? And then and, here's yeah. a man who gets ill and on a Monday night, the church is packed praying the rosary for him out of nowhere. Beautiful. And that's what he was able to do. And she was able to, you know, take her take her struggles and turn it into evangelization. And so for my own house fire, I was inspired at that time to say, you know, I watched what Jennifer did at her time of trial. I want to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so during the house fire, looking for opportunities to evangelize and to look for the beauty of God in our suffering. And so this whole album, it's not a, it's not an album of lament no. and, and sadness. It's about joy. It's yes. about, like, I'm doing this one song with John and Gotti on, um, for, for the Beatitudes, rejoice mm-hmm. and be yes. glad. And we pull in social justice issues in that song and just rejoice and, and yes. be glad because, yeah, and, after after darkness is light, there's always light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I love the line. Uh, of course, I do uh, in that song about being salt of the earth and light of the world. Mm-hmm. The song we're going to end the show with that song with John Angotti. Um, maybe just in in concluding, do, uh, 
do you see that a way to that we can see miracles in the suffering and the struggles just as much as we can in the beauty or rather oh I mean there's beauty in the suffering too I suppose but yeah. what would you tell people that person that's suffering right now I would say for my and I'm only for my own personal experience and what I've witnessed in people is that we are attracted to holiness when we see people who are holy when we see people who are dealing with things through faith it's attractive to us mm-hmm. and so if we want to be attractive to other people we need to use our suffering as an opportunity for for evangelization but sometimes in our suffering we have to choose to find the joy and it's not easy to do and that's only through deep prayer and walking with the holy spirit through our struggles so yeah. you know whenever i was really deep down sad and couldn't get out of this pit i just had to remind myself that no one was hurt in my fire mm-hmm. that, that we did have insurance that you know just i had to just purposely look for the joy in that the miracle the miracle in my own house fire was mm-hmm. that the wind was blowing in a certain direction and the house didn't completely come to the ground that right. you know that or that my neighbor wasn't affected by the wind uh-huh. you know that's just we just have to look for that um, and it's not always easy to do but that's why it's good to surround yourself with people who have faith right so that we learn from each other right when that time comes where we have to decide all right do we really have faith or not is it something we talk about, or do we live it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and when we have a chance to live it, we can evangelize. Yeah, and then, of course, all the blessings that come from how God takes anything and makes it new. Um, that's really profound. Right. Thank you for sharing that. I'm going to leave it there because it's just really profound that we, we see the holiness of people when they're at their worst, I think, sometimes much right. better than when they're at their best. Um, thank you, Lorraine. It's been so good uh, talking with you Um and I love the music as always. So I hope that Thank there's you, more Ethan. coming. And uh, congratulations on your new home. Thank you so much. It's great talking to you again. All right. You can learn all about Lorraine Hess by her music uh, or book her for your next event at her website, LorraineHess.com. And that's Hess, H E S S.com. And a reminder that all the proceeds from this album, See the Miracle, go to the Keith Collins Memorial Scholarship Fund. Here now is Lorraine Hess with that song that she mentioned singing with John Angotti, Rejoice and Be Glad from her new album, See the Miracle. Blessed are they, the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they, Blessed are they who are meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. 
expired. We're listening to Lorraine Hess with Rejoice and Be Glad from her new album, See the Miracle. And singing with her on this track is John Angotti. And that will take us to the end of the program. Remember that if you tuned in late, you can stream or podcast all our Salt and Light Hour programs for free at saltandlighttv.org slash radio. That's also where you can learn all about our featured artists and guests. And remember that you can subscribe to the Salt and Light Hour podcast on iTunes, on Google Play, and now on Spotify. Next week, we're going to be joined by Sarah Hart, who also has a new album. And you ever wonder about Matt Marr's wife? She's going to be joining us, too, because she has just published a children's book. So you don't want to miss Kristen Marr and Sarah Hart here on the Salt and Light Hour next week. If you want to reach us, Emily is at Emmy Callan, Billy is at B. Joe Chan, Allison is at The Allison Kenny, and I'm at The Confederal GM. We're all on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for being with us this week. I'm Deacon Pedro, and this has been the Salt and Light Hour.